Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Puerto Rico. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Puerto Rico, Spanish for Rich Port, abbreviated PR, Taino, Borican, Borinquen, officially the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, Spanish, Estado Libre Asociado de Puerto Rico, lit. Free Associated State of Puerto Rico is a Caribbean island and unincorporated territory of the United States with official Commonwealth status. It is located in the Northeast Caribbean Sea, approximately 1,000 miles, 1,600 kilometers southeast of Miami, Florida, between the Dominican Republic and the U.S. Virgin Islands and includes the eponymous main island and several smaller islands, such as Mona, Culebra, and Vieques. It has roughly 3.2 million residents, and its capital and most populous city is San Juan. Spanish and English are the official languages of the executive branch of government, though Spanish predominates. Puerto Rico was settled by a succession of indigenous peoples beginning 2,000 to 4,000 years ago. These included the Orcoroid, Saladoid, and Taino. It was then colonized by Spain following the arrival of Christopher Columbus in 1493. Puerto Rico was contested by other European powers, but remained a Spanish possession for the next four centuries. An influx of African slaves and settlers primarily from the Canary Islands and Andalusia vastly changed the cultural and demographic landscape of the island. Within the Spanish Empire, Puerto Rico played a secondary but strategic role compared to wealthier colonies like Peru and New Spain. By the late 19th century, a distinct Puerto Rican identity began to emerge, centered around a fusion of indigenous, African, and European elements. In 1898, following the Spanish-American War, Puerto Rico was acquired by the United States. Puerto Ricans have been U.S. citizens since 1917 and can move freely between the island and the mainland. However, when resident in the unincorporated territory of Puerto Rico, Puerto Ricans are disenfranchised at the national level, do not vote for the president or vice president, and generally do not pay federal income tax. In common with four other territories, Puerto Rico sends a non-voting representative to the U.S. Congress, called a resident commissioner, and participates in presidential primaries, as it is not a state, Puerto Rico does not have a vote in Congress, which governs it under the Puerto Rico Federal Relations Act of 1950. Congress approved the local constitution in 1952, allowing U.S. citizens residing on the island to elect a governor. Puerto Rico's current and future political status has consistently been a matter of significant debate. Beginning in the mid-20th century, the U.S. government, together with the Puerto Rico Industrial Development Company, launched a series of economic projects to develop Puerto Rico into an industrial high-income economy. It is classified by the International Monetary Fund as a developed jurisdiction with an advanced, high-income economy. It ranks 40th on the Human Development Index.
The major sectors of Puerto Rico's economy are manufacturing, primarily pharmaceuticals, petrochemicals, and electronics, followed by services, namely tourism and hospitality. Puerto Rico is Spanish for rich port. Puerto Ricans often call the island Barranquin a derivation of Boracan, its indigenous Taino name, which means land of the valiant lord. The terms Boracua and Borincano are commonly used to identify somewhat Puerto Rican heritage and derive from Boracan and Barranquin respectively. The island is also popularly known in Spanish as La Isla del Encanto, meaning the island of enchantment. Columbus named the island San Juan Bautista in honor of St. John the Baptist, while the capital city was named Ciudad de Puerto Rico, Richport City. Eventually traders and other maritime visitors came to refer to the entire island as Puerto Rico, while San Juan became the name used for the main trading slash shipping port and the capital city. The island's name was changed to Puerto Rico by the United States after the Treaty of Paris of 1898. The anglicized name was used by the U.S. government and private enterprises. The name was changed back to Puerto Rico in 1931 by a joint resolution in Congress introduced by Felix Cordova de Vila. The official name of the entity in Spanish is Estado Libre Asociado de Puerto Rico, Free Associated State of Puerto Rico, while its official English name is Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. The ancient history of the archipelago which is now Puerto Rico is not well known. Unlike other indigenous cultures in the New World, Aztec, Maya or Inca, which left behind abundant archaeological and physical evidence of their societies, scant artifacts and evidence remain of the Puerto Rico's earliest population. Scarce archaeological findings and early Spanish accounts from the colonial era constitute all that is known about them. The first comprehensive book on the history of Puerto Rico was written by Fray Inigo Abad y Laziera in 1786, nearly three centuries after the first Spaniards landed on the island. The first known settlers were the Orcoroi people, an archaic period culture of Amerindian hunters and fishermen who migrated from the South American mainland. Some scholars suggest their settlement dates back about 4,000 years. An archaeological dig in 1990 on the island of Vieques found the remains of a man designated as the Portofero Man, which was dated to around 2000 BC. The Orcoroid were displaced by the Saladoid, a culture from the same region that arrived on the island between 430 and 250 BCE. The Igneri tribe migrated to Puerto Rico between 120 and 480 from the region of the Orinoco River in northern South America. The Archaico and Igneri coexisted on the island between the 4th and 10th centuries. Between the 7th and 11th centuries, the Taino culture developed on the island. By approximately 1000 AD, it had become dominant. At the time of Columbus' arrival, an estimated 30,000 to 60,000 Taino Amerindians, led by the cacique, chief, and Wibana, inhabited the island. They called it Borican, meaning the great land of the valiant and noble lord. The natives lived in small villages, each led by a cacique. They subsisted by hunting and fishing, done generally by men, as well as by the women's gathering and processing of indigenous cassava root and fruit. This lasted until Columbus arrived in 1493. When Columbus arrived in Puerto Rico during his second voyage on November 19, 1493, the island was inhabited by the Taino. They called it Borican, spelled in a variety of ways by different writers of the day. Columbus named the island San Juan Bautista in honor of St. John the Baptist. 
Having reported the findings of his first travel, Columbus brought with him this time a letter from King Ferdinand empowered by a papal bull that authorized any course of action necessary for the expansion of the Spanish Empire and the Christian faith. Juan Ponce de Leon, a lieutenant under Columbus, founded the first Spanish settlement, Capara, on August 8, 1508. He later served as the first governor of the island. Eventually, traders and other maritime visitors came to refer to the entire island as Puerto Rico, and San Juan became the name of the main trading-slash-shipping port. At the beginning of the 16th century, the Spanish people began to colonize the island. Despite the laws of Burgos of 1512 and other decrees for the protection of the indigenous population, some Taino Indians were forced into an encomienda system of forced labor in the early years of colonization. The population suffered extremely high fatalities from epidemics of European infectious diseases. In 1520, King Charles I of Spain issued a royal decree collectively emancipating the remaining Taino population. By that time, the Taino people were few in number. Enslaved Africans had already begun to be imported to compensate for the native labor loss, but their numbers were proportionate to the diminished commercial interest Spain soon began to demonstrate for the island colony. Other nearby islands, like Cuba, Hispaniola and Guadalupe attracted more of the slave trade than Puerto Rico, probably because of greater agricultural interests in those islands on which colonists had developed large sugar plantations and had the capital to invest in the Atlantic slave trade. From the beginning of the country, the colonial administration relied heavily on the industry of enslaved Africans and Creole blacks for public works and defenses primarily in coastal ports and cities where the tiny colonial population had hunkered down. With no significant industries or large-scale agricultural production as yet, enslaved and free communities lodged around the few literal settlements, particularly around San Juan, also forming lasting Afro-Creole communities. Meanwhile, in the island's interior, there developed a mixed and independent peasantry that relied on a subsistence economy. This mostly unsupervised population supplied villages and settlements with foodstuffs and, in relative isolation, set the pattern for what later would be known as the Puerto Rican Ibarro culture. By the end of the 16th century, the Spanish Empire was diminishing and, in the face of increasing raids from European competitors, the colonial administration throughout the Americas fell into a bunker mentality. Imperial strategists and urban planners redesigned port settlements into military posts with the objective of protecting Spanish territorial claims and ensuring the safe passing of the king's silver-laden Atlantic fleet to the Iberian Peninsula. San Juan served as an important port of call for ships driven across the Atlantic by its powerful trade winds. West Indies convoys linked Spain to the island, sailing between Cadiz and the Spanish West Indies. The colony's seat of government was on the forested island of San Juan and for a time became one of the most heavily fortified settlements in the Spanish Caribbean earning the name of the walled city. The island is still dotted with the various forts and walls, such as La Fortaleza, Castillo San Felipe del Moro, and Castillo San Cristobal, designed to protect the population and the strategic port of San Juan from the raids of the Spanish-European competitors. In 1625, in the Battle of San Juan, the Dutch commander Boon Hendricks tested the defense's limits like no one else before. Learning from Francis Drake's previous failures here, he circumvented the cannons of the castle of San Felipe del Moro and quickly brought his 17 ships into the San Juan Bay. He then occupied the port and attacked the city while the population hurried for shelter behind El Moro's moat and high battlements. Historians consider this event the worst attack on San Juan. Though the Dutch set the village on fire, they failed to conquer El Moro 
and its batteries pounded their troops and ships until Hendricks deemed the cause lost. Hendricks' expedition eventually helped propel a fortification frenzy. Constructions of defenses for the San Cristobal Hill were soon ordered so as to prevent the landing of invaders out of reach of El Moro's artillery. Urban planning responded to the needs of keeping the colony in Spanish hands. During the late 16th and early 17th centuries, Spain concentrated its colonial efforts on the more prosperous mainland North, Central, and South American colonies. With the advent of the lively Bourbon dynasty in Spain in the 1700s, the island of Puerto Rico began a gradual shift to more imperial attention. More roads began connecting previously isolated inland settlements to coastal cities, and coastal settlements like Arecibo, Mayaguez, and Ponce began acquiring importance of their own, separate from San Juan. By the end of the 18th century, merchant ships from an array of nationalities threatened the tight regulations of the mercantilist system, which turned each colony solely toward the European metropole and limited contact with other nations. U.S. Ships came to surpass Spanish trade and with this also came the exploitation of the island's natural resources. Slavers, which had made but few stops on the island before, began selling more enslaved Africans to growing sugar and coffee plantations. The increasing number of Atlantic wars in which the Caribbean islands played major roles, like the War of Jenkins' Ear, the Seven Years' War and the Atlantic Revolutions ensured Puerto Rico's growing esteem in Madrid's eyes. On April 17, 1797, Sir Ralph Abercrombie's fleet invaded the island with a force of 6,000 to 13,000 men, which included German soldiers and Royal Marines and 60 to 64 ships. Fierce fighting continued for the next days with Spanish troops. Both sides suffered heavy losses. On Sunday, April 30th, the British ceased their attack and began their retreat from San Juan. By the time independence movements in the larger Spanish colonies gained success, new waves of loyal Creole immigrants began to arrive in Puerto Rico, helping to tilt the island's political balance toward the crown. In 1809, to secure its political bond with the island and in the midst of the European Peninsular War, the Supreme Central Junta based in Cadiz recognized Puerto Rico as an overseas province of Spain. This gave the island residents the right to elect representatives to the recently convened Cortes of Cadiz, effectively the Spanish government during a portion of the Napoleonic Wars, with equal representation to mainland Iberian, Mediterranean, Balearic Islands, and Atlantic Maritime Spanish Provinces, Canary Islands. Ramon Power y Gerald the first Spanish parliamentary representative from the island of Puerto Rico died after serving a three-year term in the Cortes. These parliamentary and constitutional reforms were enforced from 1810 to 1814 and again from 1820 to 1823. They were twice reversed during the restoration of the traditional monarchy by Ferdinand VII. Emigration and commercial trade reforms in the 19th century increased the island's ethnic European population and economy and expanded the Spanish cultural and social imprint on the local character of the island. Minor slave revolts had occurred on the island throughout the years, with the revolt planned and organized by Marcos Sioro in 1821 being the most important. Even though the conspiracy was unsuccessful, Zorro achieved legendary status and is part of Puerto Rico's folklore. In the early 19th century, Puerto Rico spawned an independence movement that, due to harsh persecution by the Spanish authorities, convened in the island of St. Thomas. The movement was largely inspired by the ideals of Simon Bolivar in establishing a united provinces of New Granada and Venezuela that included Puerto Rico and Cuba. 
Among the influential members of this movement were Brigadier General Antonio Valero de Bernabe and Maria de las Mercedes Barbudo. The movement was discovered and Governor Miguel de la Torre had its members imprisoned or exiled. With the increasingly rapid growth of independent former Spanish colonies in the South and Central American states in the first part of the 19th century, the Spanish crown considered Puerto Rico and Cuba of strategic importance. To increase its hold on its last two New World colonies, the Spanish crown revived the Royal Decree of Graces of 1815 as a result of which 450,000 immigrants, mainly Spaniards, settled on the island in the period up until the American conquest. Printed in three languages, Spanish, English, and French, it was intended to also attract non-Spanish Europeans with the hope that the independence movements would lose their popularity if new settlers had stronger ties to the crown. Hundreds of non-Spanish families, mainly from Corsica, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, and Scotland, also immigrated to the island. Free land was offered as an incentive to those who wanted to populate the two islands on the condition that they swear their loyalty to the Spanish crown and allegiance to the Roman Catholic Church. The offer was very successful, and European immigration continued even after 1898. Puerto Rico still received Spanish and European immigration. Poverty and political estrangement with Spain led to a small but significant uprising in 1868 known as Grito Dolores. It began in the rural town of Lares, but was subdued when rebels moved to the neighboring town of San Sebastián. Leaders of this independence movement included Ramón Emeterio Batanzas, considered the father of the Puerto Rican independence movement, and other political figures such as Segundo Ruiz Belvis. Slavery was abolished in Puerto Rico in 1873 with provisions for periods of apprenticeship. Leaders of El Grito Dolores went into exile in New York City. Many joined the Puerto Rican Revolutionary Committee, founded on December 8, 1895, and continued their quest for Puerto Rican independence. In 1897, Antonio Mate Libras and the local leaders of the independence movement in Yalco organized another uprising, which became known as the Intendona de Yalco. They raised what they called the Puerto Rican flag, which was adopted as the national flag. The local conservative political factions opposed independence. Rumors of the plan events spread to the local Spanish authorities who acted swiftly and put an end to what would be the last major uprising in the island to Spanish colonial rule. In 1897, Luis Munoz Rivera and others persuaded the liberal Spanish government to agree to grant limited self-government to the island by royal decree in the autonomic charter, including a bicameral legislature. In 1898, Puerto Rico's first, but short-lived, autonomous government was organized as an overseas province of Spain. This bilaterally agreed upon charter maintained a governor appointed by the King of Spain who held the power to annul any legislative decision and a partially elected parliamentary structure. In February, Governor General Manuel Macias inaugurated the new government under the autonomic charter. General elections were held in March and the new government began to function on July 17, 1898. In 1890, Captain Alfred Thayer Mahan a member of the Navy War Board and leading U.S. Strategic Thinker published a book titled The Influence of Sea Power Upon History in which he argued for the establishment of a large and powerful Navy modeled after the British Royal Navy. Part of his strategy called for the acquisition of colonies in the Caribbean which would serve as coaling and naval stations. They would serve as strategic points of defense with the construction of a canal through the Isthmus of Panama to allow easier passage of ships between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. William H. Seward, 
the Secretary of State under Presidents Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson had also stressed the importance of building a canal in Honduras, Nicaragua, or Panama. He suggested that the United States annex the Dominican Republic and purchase Puerto Rico and Cuba. The U.S. Senate did not approve his annexation proposal, and Spain rejected the U.S. Offer of $160 million for Puerto Rico and Cuba. Since 1894, the United States Naval War College had been developing contingency plans for a war with Spain. By 1896, the U.S. Office of Naval Intelligence had prepared a plan that included military operations in Puerto Rican waters. Plans generally centered on attacks on Spanish territories were intended as support operations against Spain's forces in and around Cuba. Recent research suggests that the U.S. did consider Puerto Rico valuable as a naval station and recognized that it in Cuba generated lucrative crops of sugar, a valuable commercial commodity which the United States lacked prior to the development of the sugar beet industry in the United States. On July 25, 1898, during the Spanish-American War, the U.S. invaded Puerto Rico with a landing at Guanica. After the U.S. prevailed in the war, Spain ceded Puerto Rico, along with the Philippines and Guam, to the U.S. Under the Treaty of Paris, which went into effect on April 11, 1899, Spain relinquished sovereignty over Cuba, but did not cede it to the U.S. The United States and Puerto Rico began a long-standing metropolis colony relationship. This relationship has been documented by numerous scholars, including U.S. Federal Appeals Judge Juan Toruella, U.S. Congresswoman Nidia Velasquez, Chief Justice of the Puerto Rico Supreme Court Jose Trias Monge, and former Albiza University President Angel Colado Swartz. In the early 20th century, Puerto Rico was ruled by the U.S. Military, with officials including the governor appointed by the President of the United States. The Farquhar Act of 1900 gave Puerto Rico a certain amount of civilian popular government, including a popularly elected House of Representatives. The upper house and governor were appointed by the United States. Its judicial system was reformed to bring it into conformity with the American federal court system, a Puerto Rico Supreme Court and a United States District Court for the unincorporated territory were established. It was authorized a non-voting member of Congress by the title of resident commissioner who was appointed. In addition, this act extended all U.S. laws not locally inapplicable to Puerto Rico, specifying, in particular, exemption from U.S. internal revenue laws. The act empowered the civil government to legislate on all matters of legislative character not locally inapplicable, including the power to modify and repeal any laws then in existence in Puerto Rico, though the U.S. Congress retained the power to annul acts of the Puerto Rico legislature. During an address to the Puerto Rican legislature in 1906, President Theodore Roosevelt recommended that Puerto Ricans become U.S. citizens. In 1914, the Puerto Rican House of Delegates voted unanimously in favor of independence from the United States, but this was rejected by the U.S. Congress as unconstitutional and in violation of the 1900 Farquhar Act. In 1917, the U.S. Congress passed the Jones-Shafferth Act, popularly known as the Jones Act, which granted Puerto Ricans born on or after April 25, 1898 U.S. Citizenship Opponents, 
including all the Puerto Rican House of Delegates who voted unanimously against it, claimed the U.S. imposed citizenship to draft Puerto Rican men for America's entry into World War I the same year. The Jones Act also provided for a popularly elected Senate to complete a bicameral legislative assembly as well as a Bill of Rights. It authorized the popular election of the resident commissioner to a four-year term. Natural disasters, including a major earthquake and tsunami in 1918 and several hurricanes, as well as the Great Depression, impoverished the island during the first few decades under U.S. rule. Some political leaders, such as Pedro Albiza Campos, who led the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party, demanded a change in relations with the United States. He organized a protest at the University of Puerto Rico in 1935, in which four were killed by police. In 1936, U.S. Senator Miller Tidings introduced a bill supporting independence for Puerto Rico. He had previously co-sponsored the Tidings-McDuffie Act, which provided independence to the Philippines following a 10-year transition period of limited autonomy. While virtually all Puerto Rican political parties supported the bill, it was opposed by Luis Munoz Marin of the Liberal Party of Puerto Rico, leading to its defeat in 1937, Albizu Campos' party organized a protest in Ponce. The Insular Police, similar to the National Guard, opened fire upon unarmed cadets and bystanders alike. The attack on unarmed protesters was reported by you. S. Congressman Vito Marcantonio and confirmed by a report from the Hayes Commission, which investigated the events led by Arthur Garfield Hayes, counsel to the American Civil Liberties Union. Nineteen people were killed and over 200 were badly wounded, many shot in the back while running away. The Hayes Commission declared it a massacre and police mob action, and it has since become known as the Ponce Massacre. In the aftermath, on April 2, 1943, Tidings introduced another bill in Congress calling for independence for Puerto Rico, though it was again defeated. During the latter years of the Roosevelt-Truman administrations, the internal governance of the island was changed and a compromise reached with Luis Munoz Marin and other Puerto Rican leaders. In 1946, President Truman appointed the first Puerto Rican-born governor, Jesus T. Panero. Since 2007, the Puerto Rico State Department has developed a protocol to issue certificates of Puerto Rican citizenship to Puerto Ricans. In order to be eligible, applicants must have been born in Puerto Rico, born outside of Puerto Rico to a Puerto Rican-born parent, or be an American citizen with at least one year of residence in Puerto Rico. In 1947, the U.S. Congress passed the Elective Governor Act, signed by President Truman, allowing Puerto Ricans to vote for their own governor. The first elections under this act were held the following year, on November 2, 1948. On May 21, 1948, a bill was introduced before the Puerto Rican Senate which would restrain the rights of the independence and nationalist movements on the island. The Senate, controlled by the Partido Popular Democratico PPD, and presided by Luis Munoz Marin, approved the bill that day. This bill, which resembled the anti-communist Smith Act passed in the United States in 1940, became known as the Ley de la Mordeza, gag law, when the U.S. appointed governor of Puerto Rico, Jesus T. Panero, signed it into law on June 10, 1948. Under this new law, it would be a crime to print, publish, sell, or exhibit any material intended to paralyze or destroy the insular government or to organize any society, group, or assembly of people with a similar destructive intent. 
it made it illegal to sing a patriotic song and reinforced the 1898 law that had made it illegal to display the flag of Puerto Rico with anyone found guilty of disobeying the law in any way being subject to a sentence of up to 10 years imprisonment, a fine of up to 10,000 US dollars, equivalent to $122,000 in 2022, or both. According to Dr. Leopoldo Figueroa, the only non-PPD member of the Puerto Rico House of Representatives, the law was repressive and in violation of the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which guarantees freedom of speech. He asserted that the law as such was a violation of the civil rights of the people of Puerto Rico. The law was repealed in 1957. In the November 1948 election, Munoz Marin became the first popularly elected governor of Puerto Rico, replacing U.S. appointed Panero on January 2, 1949. In 1950, the U.S. Congress granted Puerto Ricans the right to organize a constitutional convention via a referendum. Voters could either accept or reject a proposed U.S law that would organize Puerto Rico as a commonwealth under continued U.S. Sovereignty The Constitution of Puerto Rico was approved by the Constitutional Convention on February 6, 1952 and by 82% of voters in a March referendum. It was modified and ratified by the U.S. Congress approved by President Truman on July 3rd of that year and proclaimed by Governor Munoz Marin on July 25, 1952, the anniversary of the landing of U.S. Troops in the Puerto Rican campaign of the Spanish-American War until then celebrated as an annual Puerto Rico holiday. Puerto Rico adopted the name of Estado Libre Asociado de Puerto Rico, literally Associated Free State of Puerto Rico, officially translated into English as Commonwealth for its body politic. Congress would continue governing fundamental aspects of Puerto Rican society, including citizenship, currency, the postal service, foreign policy, military defense, commerce, and finance, and other matters. In 1967, Puerto Rico's Legislative Assembly pulled the political preferences of the Puerto Rican electorate by passing a plebiscite act that provided for a vote on the status of Puerto Rico. This constituted the first plebiscite by the legislature for a choice among three status options, commonwealth, statehood, and independence. In subsequent plebiscites organized by Puerto Rico held in 1993 and 1998 without any formal commitment on the part of the U.S. government to honor the results, the current political status failed to receive majority support. In 1993, Commonwealth status won by a plurality of votes, 48.6% versus 46.3% for statehood, while the none-of-the-above option, which was the popular Democratic Party-sponsored choice, won in 1998 with 50.3% of the votes versus 46.5% for statehood. Disputes arose as to the definition of each of the ballot alternatives, and Commonwealth advocates, among others, reportedly urged a vote for none-of-the-above. In 1950, the U.S. Congress approved Public Law 600, P.L. A1600, which allowed for a democratic referendum in Puerto Rico to determine whether Puerto Ricans desired to draft their own local constitution. This act was meant to be adopted in the nature of a compact. It required congressional approval of the Puerto Rico Constitution before it could go into effect and repealed certain sections of the Organic Act of 1917. The sections of this statute left in force were entitled the Puerto Rican Federal Relations Act. U.S. Secretary of the Interior Oscar L. 
Chapman, under whose department resided responsibility of Puerto Rican affairs, clarified the new Commonwealth status in this manner, the bill, to permit Puerto Rico to write its own constitution, merely authorizes the people of Puerto Rico to adopt their own constitution and to organize a local government. The bill under consideration would not change Puerto Rico's political, social, and economic relationship to the United States. On October 30, 1950, Pedro Albizu Campos and other nationalists led a three-day revolt against the United States in various cities and towns of Puerto Rico in what is known as the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party revolts of the 1950s. The most notable occurred in Jayuya and Uchuato. In the Jayuya revolt, known as the Jayuya Uprising, the Puerto Rican governor declared martial law and attacked the insurgents in Jayuya with infantry, artillery, and bombers under control of the Puerto Rican commander. The Uchuato Uprising culminated in what is known as the Uchuato Massacre. Albizu Campos served many years in a federal prison in Atlanta for seditious conspiracy to overthrow the U.S. government in Puerto Rico. On November 1, 1950, Puerto Rican nationalists from New York City, Grisilio Torrezola and Oscar Colazzo attempted to assassinate President Harry S. Truman at his temporary residence at Blair House. Torrezola was killed during the attack, but Colazzo was wounded and captured. He was convicted of murder and sentenced to death, but President Truman commuted his sentence to life. After Colazzo served 29 years in a federal prison, President Jimmy Carter commuted his sentence to time served and he was released in 1979. During the 1950s and 1960s, Puerto Rico experienced rapid industrialization due in large part to Operación Manos a la Obra, Operation Bootstrap, an offshoot of FDR's New Deal. It was intended to transform Puerto Rico's economy from agriculture-based to manufacturing-based to provide more jobs. Puerto Rico has become a major tourist destination as well as a global center for pharmaceutical manufacturing. On July 15, 2009, the United Nations Special Committee on Decolonization approved a draft resolution calling on the government of the United States to expedite a process that would allow the Puerto Rican people to exercise fully their inalienable right to self-determination and independence. On November 6, 2012, a two-question referendum took place simultaneous with the general elections. The first question, voted on in August, asked voters whether they wanted to maintain the current status under the Territorial Clause of the U.S. Constitution. 54% voted against the status quo, effectively approving the second question to be voted on in November. The second question posed three alternate status options, statehood, independence, or free association. 61.16% voted for statehood, 33.34% for a sovereign free associated state, and 5.49% for independence. On June 30, 2016, President Obama signed into law H.R. 5278, PROMESA, establishing a control board over the Puerto Rican government. This board will have a significant degree of federal control involved in its establishment and operations. In particular, the authority to establish the control board derives from the federal government's constitutional power to make all needful rules and regulations regarding U.S. territories. The president would appoint all seven voting members of the board and the board would have broad sovereign powers to effectively overrule decisions by Puerto Rico's legislature, governor, and other public authorities. Puerto Rico held its statehood referendum during the November 3, 
2020 general elections, the ballot asked one question, should Puerto Rico be admitted immediately into the union as a state? The results showed that 52% of Puerto Rico voters answered yes. Puerto Rico consists of the main island of Puerto Rico and various smaller islands, including Vieques, Culebra, Mona, Tisequio, and Caja de Muertos. Of these five, only Culebra and Vieques are inhabited year-round. Mona, which has played a key role in maritime history, is uninhabited most of the year except for employees of the Puerto Rico Department of Natural Resources. There are many other even smaller islets, like Monito, which is near to Mona, Isla de Cabras, and La Isla de San Juan, both located on the San Juan Bay. The latter is the only inhabited islet with communities like Old San Juan and Puerto de Tierra, and connected to the main island by bridges. The Commonwealth of Puerto Rico has an area of 5,320 square miles, 13,800 square kilometers, of which 3,420 square miles, 8,900 square kilometers, is land and 1,900 square miles, 4,900 square kilometers, is water. Puerto Rico is larger than Delaware and Rhode Island. The maximum length of the main island from east to west is 110 miles, 180 kilometers, and the maximum width from north to south is 40 miles, 64 kilometers. Puerto Rico is the smallest of the Greater Antilles. It is 80% of the size of Jamaica, just over 18% of the size of Hispaniola and 8% of the size of Cuba, the largest of the Greater Antilles. The island is mostly mountainous with large coastal areas in the north and south. The main mountain range is called La Cordillera Central, the Central Range. The highest elevation in Puerto Rico, Cerro de Punta 4,390 feet, 1,340 meters, is located in this range. Another important peak is El Yunque, one of the highest in the Sierra de Luculo at the El Yunque National Forest, with an elevation of 3,494 feet, 1,065 meters. Puerto Rico has 17 lakes, all man-made, and more than 50 rivers, most originating in the Cordillera Central. Rivers in the northern region of the island are typically longer and of higher water flow rates than those of the south, since the south receives less rain than the central and northern regions. Puerto Rico is composed of Cretaceous to Eocene volcanic and plutonic rocks, overlain by younger Oligocene and more recent carbonates and other sedimentary rocks. Most of the caverns and karst topography on the island occurs in the northern region in the carbonates. The oldest rocks are approximately 190 million years old, Jurassic, and are located at Sierra Bermeja in the southwest part of the island. They may represent part of the oceanic crust and are believed to come from the Pacific Ocean realm. Puerto Rico lies at the boundary between the Caribbean and North American plates and is being deformed by the tectonic stresses caused by their interaction. These stresses may cause earthquakes and tsunamis. These seismic events, along with landslides, represent some of the most dangerous geologic hazards in the island and in the northeastern Caribbean. The 1918 San Fermin earthquake occurred on October 11, 1918, and had an estimated magnitude of 7.5 on the Richter scale. It originated off the coast of Aguadilla, several kilometers off the northern coast, and was accompanied by a tsunami. It caused extensive property damage and widespread losses, damaging infrastructure, especially bridges. It resulted in an estimated 116 deaths and $4 million in property damage. The failure of the government to move rapidly to provide for the general welfare contributed to political activism by opponents and eventually to the rise of the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party.
On January 7, 2020, the country experienced its second largest earthquake, estimated at magnitude 6.4. Economic losses were estimated to be more than $3.1 billion. The Puerto Rico Trench, the largest and deepest trench in the Atlantic, is located about 71 miles 114 kilometers north of Puerto Rico at the boundary between the Caribbean and North American plates. It is 170 miles 270 kilometers long. At its deepest point, named the Milwaukee Deep, it is almost 27,600 feet 8,400 meters deep. The climate of Puerto Rico in the Köppen climate classification is tropical rainforest. Temperatures are warm to hot year-round, averaging near 85 degrees Fahrenheit 29 degrees Celsius in lower elevations and 70 degrees Fahrenheit 21 degrees Celsius in the mountains. Easterly trade winds pass across the island year-round. Puerto Rico has a rainy season, which stretches from April into November. The mountains of the Cordillera Central are the main cause of the variations in the temperature and rainfall that occur over very short distances. The mountains can also cause wide variation in local wind speed and direction due to their sheltering and channeling effects, adding to the climatic variation. The island has an average temperature of 82.4 degrees Fahrenheit 28 degrees Celsius throughout the year, with an average minimum temperature of 66.9 degrees Fahrenheit 19 degrees Celsius and maximum of 85.4 degrees Fahrenheit 30 degrees Celsius. Daily temperature changes seasonally are quite small in the lowlands and coastal areas. The temperature in the south is usually a few degrees higher than those in the north and temperatures in the central interior mountains are always cooler than those on the rest of the island. Between the dry and wet seasons, there is a temperature change of around 6 degrees Fahrenheit 3.3 degrees Celsius. This change is due mainly to the warm waters of the tropical Atlantic Ocean, which significantly modify cooler air moving in from the north and northwest. Coastal water temperatures during the year are about 75 degrees Fahrenheit 24 degrees Celsius in February and 85 degrees Fahrenheit 29 degrees Celsius in August. The highest temperature ever recorded was 99 degrees Fahrenheit 37 degrees Celsius at Arecibo, while the lowest temperature ever recorded was 40 degrees Fahrenheit 4 degrees Celsius in the mountains at Ajuntas, Ibanito, and Corozal. The average yearly precipitation is 66 in 1,676 millimeters.